0: Lakers are on the floor in the preseason and we finally have some actual basketball to discuss. I'm Blake Atwell and welcome to the Blake Show Lakers Betting Podcast, the Lakers show that covers all things purple and gold with a combination of betting advice and analysis. Let's talk some Lakers. Before we get to what's been happening on the floor, let's take a look at the odds board to see if there's been any movement on Lakers futures. We're here on FanDuel, and as we can see, the Lakers are at plus 1,300 to win the title. This is a number that has not changed for some time now. The recent change that we did see was after Damian Miller went to the Bucs. We had the Miami Heat in this group, and they dropped out. The Lakers slid up a spot, so now we have the Celtics and Bucks as the co-favorites, Then we have Denver and Phoenix right behind them at plus 550. And something that we talked about a lot in our last show is then you have this huge gap with the Lakers here at plus 1300 over to the Western Conference odds. And we can see that the Phoenix Suns and the Denver Nuggets are the co-favorites at plus 270. The next team up on the board behind them is the Los Angeles Lakers At plus 750, tied with the Golden State Warriors. The Lakers were plus 900 over the summer. And again, now tied with Golden State. And Laker fans, I know that you all saw what I saw last night. When the Lakers rotation players are on the floor, they are better than the Golden State Warriors. They are a better team. They were in last season's playoffs with the additions that they made compared to the additions that golden state made. Also just looking at the makeup of the core players for both teams are mostly the same. Lakers are a better team, plain and simple. They should not be tied with golden state on the sods board. They should be ahead of them at their own number, maybe at like plus 700 plus six fifty, probably even higher than that. Something that I have talked about whenever we talk about the, title odds is how the Lakers are plus 1300. And then you have Denver and Phoenix and Milwaukee and Boston way above them at these smaller numbers. And even here to have almost a plus 500 difference between the Lakers and co-favorites Denver and Phoenix. I just think that that's ridiculous. Like Phoenix looks really good in the preseason, but they just got plopped together and, Like We we always see this in the NBA when these super teams get created. When the regular season starts, these super teams don't get out to great starts. They just don't. It takes a little bit to learn how to play together and everything like that. So I definitely think that the Lakers, with the continuity they have, and as good as they have looked in the preseason, should be up here a lot closer to Phoenix and Denver. So I just don't see this uh, plus 750 number that you see here being there for much longer i only see it continue to to go up and like i said i mean they were plus 850 sort of at like the start of the summer then they went uh that number got even bigger they went to plus 900 after a lot of their off moves which we talked about over the summer that was a little head scratching <laughs> cuz i feel like they only got better and then as we see here the the number has improved a little bit they're just numerically and and sort of uh you know they're tied with with golden state but then you see their name pop up here first but (laughs) i i don't see that they should be tied with the warriors and i just think that this is a number that you should jump on while it's still here because again i don't see it being here for very longer all right as promised let's move on to some basketball talk Four preseason games down two to go and one thing is clear, as I've said on the show, since the Lakers made their offseason moves, this team is really, really good. The depth on the Lakers is jaw-dropping, especially once you consider where the Lakers have been the last couple of seasons. It's been quite the opposite, where we look at the roster in the preseason, the team is not even that competitive. You know, they go one and five or or one and four, or whatever, or or they win two games or whatever. And even the games they win where the other team's players, you know, their rotation players are out. You're just like, this team isn't going to be any good. And uh, you wouldn't be able to say that those Laker teams have like a lot of quality rotation NBA players on the court. This is completely different because the Lakers have an abundance of high-level role players on this team, which we'll get to in just a bit. But then there's the internal improvement with this team. And we've got to start with D'Angelo Russell. I know it's the preseason. No, know it's been four games. But we are seeing an improved, more mature version of D'Angelo Russell, both on and off the court. He's putting concentrated effort into the defensive side of the ball. He's hitting jumpers left and right over the top of the defense. And he's talked about focusing on the defensive end more in postgame press conferences in this preseason to reporters and Exhibiting just some really good self-awareness and just saying, look, I got taken off the floor in the Western Conference Finals. Not just because of the shot making, the lack thereof, the shot making, but the defense. And he was like, I want to get to the point where they can't take me off the floor because of my defense. So he's playing at an all-star level so far in this preseason. And I think that if the Lakers can get this level of play from their starting point guard consistently, the ceiling of this team raises from Western Conference contender to Western Conference favorite. One of the best things um, that, you know, the Lakers could have happen to them rather than packaging D'Lo and Rui Hachimura or D'Lo and Vando or whoever to go get a Trey Young or a Kyrie Irving at the trade deadline. One of the best things that could happen to them is they keep their depth And one of their guys, Austin Reeves, D'Lo, Gabe Vincent, just goes to another level to where you're getting such good, consistent, solid defense and good enough over-the-top shot-making that you don't need to go out and use assets to get that in the market because you already have it on the team. And that's something that last year against Denver really held this Laker team back. Over-the-top shot-making. I mean, Jokic and Murray... Time after time, especially most of those games, really three out of the four that could have easily gone the Lakers way, in my opinion, the main difference was that Jokic and Murray hit timely, consistent shots and LeBron and AD and the rest of the Lakers roster could not do that. They couldn't keep up. And so far in the preseason, we've seen AD shooting the ball well. LeBron definitely was was dealing with some injuries in that Western Conference Finals and was playing through it, you could tell, wasn't as... You know full self and then d'angelo russell wasn't even on the court so if d'angelo russell is shooting well and playing good enough on defense to where the coaching staff can't take him off the floor it just has a whole new dimension to this lakers team particularly in the playoffs when it matters most i can't wait for opening night against denver which is a little more than just a week away at this point it'll be a huge test for d'lo and the lakers If Russell can play this well against the Nuggets, we'll know that this level of play is for real. And to be honest, the Lakers need this version of D'Lo to get out of the West. They need to see sort of uh, that this level of play is sustainable just in terms of D'Lo giving them consistent over-the-top shot-making and solid defense from their starting point guard. Outside of Russell, LeBron and AD look like they haven't missed a step, which we touched on a little bit a couple seconds ago. LeBron looks explosive. He looks like he's back to 100% going into year 21, which is just crazy. AD looks like he might actually become the team's number one option this season. Again, it's the preseason. We'll see what it looks like when the regular season starts, but so far, so good with your two stars. Austin Reeves, good as, as advertised, carrying over his level of aggression and just shot making from Team USA over to the Lakers this preseason. You can just tell he's got the confidence going. He's also thriving on the floor next to an improved D'Angelo Russell and new Laker Torian Prince, who's getting a lot of run in the starting group this preseason with uh, Jared Vanderbilt being sidelined with this heel injury. And the floor spacing with that starting unit of D'Lo, again, playing as well as he's playing, Austin Reeves, Torian Prince, LeBron and AD is fantastic. It's an ideal LeBron lineup. Plenty of shooting around LeBron and playmaking to pair with a second star that LeBron can turn to in Anthony Davis. We haven't seen much of Vando again this preseason, and it just seems like it's not anything to be concerned about. Sounds like he's going to be ready to go opening night, but is still coming off of sort of like a nagging heel injury. So who knows if we'll see him in the last two preseason games. Rui Hachimura appears to firmly be in sort of like a bench scorer role. There was a lot of talk this summer about who get the fifth starting spot and a lot of reporters and national media that cover the Lakers were alluding to the fact that Roy Hachimura may have that spot because he'd been working out with LeBron every day and just, you know, his body looked better and he just looked like he had improved even more since the playoff run. And again, that's all showing in the preseason. I mean, he has improved and looks like a really good two-way player for the Lakers. He's not getting the opportunities that you you would think he would be getting if he was in contention for a starting spot with the rest of the starters. So I just don't think that that is where the Lakers are going to go. Not because there's been anything wrong with Hachimura, but just because I think Torian Prince is playing this well. And that's my prediction. I think the fifth starting spot is going to Prince. All in all, his defense has been solid enough, in my opinion. I know that he got lost a few times. Against the Warriors in the latest preseason game. And then the first preseason game, he had a million fouls and five seconds and <laughs> could barely play. Um, but he's shooting the ball so well that it almost covers up some of those defensive woes. And in terms of the starting lineup, if you are rolling with D and Reeves and LeBron and AD, you're, in my opinion, you're looking for for floor spacing and guys that complement LeBron and AD well. And I think Prince does that. With Rui almost certainly in the second unit, and Vando limited in the preseason, again, I just don't see Darvin Ham going another another route for opening night. Again, that could change. Maybe they do start Vando just because of the, the matchups with Denver. We'll see. And maybe it's something where the Lakers don't have a consistent starting lineup, and they do it just like based on matchups. And some nights they start Vando, some nights they start Prince. Some nights they start Rui, but I think that there is something to be said for that continuity of having one starting group. And especially if they're healthy, I think that you may see the Lakers prioritize that and run with Torian Prince. And again, even when Vando is fully healthy, as good as he is on defense, Prince gives you that element of floor spacing that Vando doesn't give you. So I also think you can look at it this way. Your second unit to have Gabe Vincent, a guy who was a starting point guard on an NBA finals team a year ago, Hachimura, Vando, Christian Wood, who's playing really well this preseason, and Jackson Hayes, who already sliding into his role is just like a rim-running uh, rim big. That's one of the best bench rotations in the NBA. If Prince carries his hot shooting into the regular season, like to me that's the biggest difference, because defensively obviously not on the same level as Vando, but all in all, from what we've seen, seems like he can hold – his end of the bargain up enough on the wing to where you wouldn't have to bring him off the bench. Uh, And speaking of the the bench unit, because we talked a lot about Prince, I do want to talk about Christian Wood. Uh, Moving on. Against the Warriors and the the Lakers' latest uh, preseason action Friday night, 13 points in 13 minutes on five of eight shooting against the Golden State Warriors to go along with seven rebounds. And it's been widely reported that Ham is in Wood's corner And he's backing it up on the floor. You can tell that Christian Wood, like Jackson Hayes, is figuring out his role on the team. But so far, I think that he's doing everything that's been asked of him. Another, you know, starting level player, I think, in the Lakers second unit, which again, not something that you could say in previous seasons, speaks to the depth of the team. We know that Christian Wood can score and he's showing that, you know, five of eight shooting last night, you know, great stat. But the real factor for me that's going to determine his success on the team in terms of the 2023 Lakers is how well he does on the defensive side of the ball. If he's playing well enough on defense to earn consistent minutes, the Lakers are the deepest team in the NBA, in my opinion, because we know how well he can score the ball. If he's playing good enough on defense to where he's earning consistent minutes and he's not getting like slotted below Jackson Hayes, that Laker bench unit goes to another level, and with Rui and Vando in that second unit, if you're starting Prince, name me a better bench unit in the NBA. Like there isn't one. Lakers are the deepest team. That ten man rotation is as good as it gets. If Christian Wood can play well on defense, we know what Gabe Vincent is going to supply in that second unit. You're going to get good effort. Some nights it's going to be decent shot making. Other nights it's going to be good shot making. We saw that with the Miami Heat last season for Vincent. He has stretches of the regular season where he doesn't shoot well. He has stretches where he shoots well, typically kind of you know middles out to to being a decent shooter. Then in the playoffs, we did see what he can be, which is a really good shooter over the top shot making against something the Lakers need. So hopefully he can play like that in this season's playoffs for the Lakers. Rui Hachimura, I just think microwave scorer who can play both sides. Vando, one of the best defensive wings in the NBA, I think will have a lot of opportunities to start again this season, depending on the matchups. Um, Jackson Hayes rim running star in your role type big man on this team. And then Christian Wood again, I think he is the X factor that can really take this Lakers second unit to another level. So, so far all positive sides for wood and the Lakers in that second unit beyond those 10 guys that we just discussed, though, I think the next two that you're looking at are Cam Reddish and Max Christie. And to me, they're the guys that are looking on the outside in, in terms of rotation, you know, consistent rotation minutes when everybody is healthy. Reddish has been hurt for the most part this preseason, but he did play solid defense at the time that we did see him in a Lakers pers- uh, first preseason game against the Warriors. Max has shown solid improvement, definitely an athletic wing who you hope can play both sides of the ball. But I just don't think that the, La- that the Lakers are going to have space for those two guys in this rotation when everybody is healthy. And that's the key because we know that injuries are going to happen. Guys are going to rest and spots are going to open up. And I do think that Chrissy and Reddish are good enough and have shown to be good enough so far that the Lakers can turn to two more solid role players that are going to be able to play consistent, solid NBA minutes this season. And again, a luxury this team has not had the last few years in guys that are number 11 and 12, in my opinion, on the roster. Lastly, I'll touch on the rookies. Laker fans are freaking out about Jalen hood Shafino and are saying, "Why didn't we draft Cam Whitmore? Why didn't we pick up Mo Bamba's option and package a 17th pick and trade, trade that, you know, to to bring a, a better role player on the team?" And I just need to say this: everybody has got to chill out <laughs> because Darvin Ham, Anthony Davis, Reeves, and others have been raving about JHS's talent. And camp has it translated over to the preseason games yet? No. But the Lakers don't need it to. That's the luxury of where they're at. I don't think they draft Jalen Hood Shafino 17th overall. You know, if if they really thought that that 17th pick was going to have to play like a big role on the team this year, maybe then they do go can't wait more. Maybe they do trade the pick. I think they took him knowing great work ethic, really good talent, player we can develop that we're not going to have to rely on for consistent minutes of point guard at the NBA level this season. So I think he's going to get plenty of run in. This season with the other rookies on the South Bay Lakers, and that goes for Maxwell Lewis as well. And as long as the rookies are playing well in camp and then in practice through through the season, that's all you need if you're the Lakers, in my opinion, from them in 2023. And then you hope that by next season, sort of how Christie is, has kind of moved up from that South Bay level to now, you know, 11th, 12th man, maybe 10th man, depending on who's hurt then you hope that Jalen Huchifino, Maxwell Lewis, one of those guys can slide into that role next season once you know certain guys leave because they get paid and they go somewhere else or whatever. So I don't think that there's any reason to panic though about Jalen Huchifino shooting the ball poorly in the preseason. He's never played in these arenas and has never played at the NBA level with the speed of the game. Like gonna take him some time. You can't control the shot making. You know, as a player, you control how hard you play how well you're doing in practice and, and your habits and all of that stuff sounds like it's it's really good and he has displayed the talent in front of Anthony Davis and LeBron and Darvin Ham so that's really what matters and also keep in mind that I think with last night in particular because I think a lot of Laker fans are mad because Lakers have a lead they take all of the role players out they put in the rookies Lakers blow that lead and end up losing the game by a couple points but. The Warriors had Jonathan Kaminga, who they're going to be counting on for like real NBA rotation minutes this season and Moses Moody and Rudy Gay, who's played in the NBA for, you know, more than a decade out there in garbage time. Whereas Jalen Huchifino was kind of the go to guy in a lineup that was filled out with South Bay Lakers guys with the Hodge and Colin Castleton and and Lewis and, and others so. I think that it's going to look different once Jalen Huchifino is ready to play alongside the Lakers second unit. He's going to have more talent around him. He's not going to shoot this poorly. His shooting percentage is like in the teens right now. That's not, you know, going to stay. He's going to shoot better. Um, I have no doubt about that. With that, that covers how this Lakers roster is performing in the preseason. So far we have Lakers bucks coming up next on Sunday. It doesn't look like LeBron is going to play. We'll see what happens there. Lakers Suns, I think that might be a dress rehearsal where you do see um, you know, the, the most of the rotation. Or maybe it's not. Maybe Lakers don't want to show Phoenix anything before, you know, Denver. We'll see. And then that closes out the preseason. That Lakers Suns game is this upcoming Thursday. So there is a, a break of a couple days in between the Sunday game and the Thursday game. Then after that, Lakers Nuggets, October 24th. That's when we really get to see what this Lakers team is is made of to start the season. That's gonna be their first real test. That'll do it for today's show. Thank you so much for watching and listening. Please follow, like, and subscribe, and I will see you next time.